0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wayward Dragons Review. I'm uh, Johnny. And
1: I'm Kelsey. And welcome.
0: Yeah, welcome. Cool. Uh, apologize, I feel, I'm a little nasally.
1: Uh, I'm some kind of like head
0: cold or something. So, yeah. in fact, the other day I came home and I slept. Like, I came home from work.
1: Yeah.
0: Took a nap, woke up, ate dinner, and then went to bed for the evening, and I normally don't Get very much like my body normally doesn't need very much sleep, but I slept for a good probably 10 12 hours total. And usually, my body's like, All right, five to six hours. Yeah, I've been sleeping more than usual, which Uh, I guess is a good thing.
1: That's your body saying it's sick and it needs rest.
0: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but hey, on the plus side. Yeah. So I am <laughs> dying here uh um, <laughs> through my yearly goal on Goodreads for books?
1: Okay. Look at you there, Nancy Drew.
0: Like yo, know, two weeks or two months—not even fully two months into the year, and I'm already halfway there.
1: Yeah. Good for you. I don't <laughs> yeah, even know
0: it, where I'm at. Yeah, it means I took out seven books over the past two weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm at 16%.
0: Yeah. I read Cain's uh, Last Stand and The Emperor's Finest, which are the next two books, I think six and seven of the Caiaphas Kane series by Sandy Mitchell. Uh, it's just more, you know, uh, satirical. I'm just trying to read my own notes and I'm like, that a radical uh satirical (laughs) space military stuff you know fighting space monsters space orcs, space demons all that jazz so if you're a fan of warhammer 40k sci-fi fantasy or fictional war i'd say check it out okay um the next book i read was kaiju battlefield surgeon by matt deniman spoilers ahead so this is about a uh this book is about a downwind of luck artist who's offered a contract to do an art piece based off of a video game, which is called Kaiji Medical Surgeon, uh, where basically you're playing a doctor, two giant Godzilla-like creatures called Guardians, who so are uh-huh. trying to fight back a demon horde. This is another lit RPG book. Okay. Uh, the guy gets double-crossed and gets stuck in the game. Apparently there's a couple of statistical rich people who pay to get people into this game and torture them, and they're using a modded version of the game, so the company who actually makes the game has no clue. The book, while enjoyable, is not for the faint of heart as it addresses a number of different traumas and difficult topics, such as rape, substance abuse, and the loss of a child. That being said, I highly recommend this book, uh, especially if you are a fan of kaiju or just weird shit. In general, also, if any of my listeners are show creators or you know video game creators out there, you guys should get in touch with Matt Miniman because you know this would definitely be a hit <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: just hit hit nudge nudge. I would totally you know <laughs> I, I'm not doing this so I can you know play this game or see this on t v or anything like that. I'm just saying you know people might enjoy it uh. <laughs> The last four books are a series by uh, S.A. Coffinstein. Okay. It is the Shadow Watch series. The books involved consist of the Shadow Watch, The Rage of the Saints, The Darkling Queen, and The Well of Shadows. It's a pretty decent series, albeit fairly predictable uh, for the most part. I would say you this series could have ended multiple times during the book, where they're just like, oh, hey, here's a decent end. And then they added, moved it to more stuff. And I, I get why they did that. Yeah. They had a story to tell. Uh, you could have definitely end the book after the second, or series after the second book. But, you know, it, it was fine. I, I enjoyed the continuation. So it's your normal epic fantasy series about a young girl who finds out uh, that she's been hiding or holding back some epic power That, you know, just happens to be illegal because that adds drama to it. Uh, (laughs) Starts a revolution by accident and ends up saving all the world. Okay. I would say that it has a decent selection of well-rounded characters and a good basis on world building. Okay. Uh, What about you? What have you been up to reading-wise?
1: So, I finished... Brimstone by Lincoln and Child. That was gross.
0: Gross? How? Or does that involve spoilers?
1: Um, I'll spoil it. So basically, there's these murders that start in the U.S. and they're they're very like occult, like black black art type occult type murders. And these people are literally being cooked from the inside out, right? And it it puzzles Pentergast, like how one how the fuck are these people a hundred degrees, but the room is cold type situations, and it you eventually go to Italy and you find out that this count that has been present in the beginning is the killer in this because it's over a very expensive violin like there's only like a hundred of them ever because they can't create these violins anymore they can't figure out how this man has created them but he makes a microwave device that melts people so the book is rather graphic because it's you're it's melting people it leaves in a cliffhanger because you don't know whether pendergast is alive or dead by the end Um, obviously because this is like book five in a 21 book series, doesn't take much to figure out that Pendergast does make it out. Maybe not in the next one. I think the next one's just about Agosta, the cop that he kind of takes under his wing. So I finished that. That, mm, Not for the faint of heart. If you got a little squeamish belly, don't, 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 don't do that. And then I read Hateful Things... By Terry Goodkind. So that's the second book in the after series of like the first confessor or whatever that main book series is. The golden goddess. So after the end of the book, after the main book series ends, the war wizard basically shifts their planet and shifts the stars. So they become like another planet becomes aware of them. Basically, and her name is the golden goddess and she is the collector of worlds and she doesn't understand their magic and she's very fearful of it. She doesn't comprehend it, but she doesn't want them to live. She sees the plant. She sees their world as like a, um, a hunting ground, basically, and they come through like as like shadow people basically. And um I mean it's it's two hundred pages of less than four hour audiobook like I read. I listened to it basically in a whole day. I have not read the beginning series of this, so I'm gonna have to go back because the main the Queen Confessor she is pregnant in this book. She finds out that she has twins. And by we, by a weird law, if she has a son, the son has to die technically her husband the war wizard would have to kill their son under her compulsion like normally when a when a female confessor when a mother confessor takes a lover it she can mentally manipulate the person but because the war wizard is a war wizard and he actually loves her isn't there just because he's being mentally manipulated and stuff um he will not kill their kid their son so it's it's a weird it's a weird and then I, so I found this weird book. So if you have Audible, you know that there are certain books that are just available with your Audible subscription. Like they're just they're automatically included in your subscription, and they're they're free. They're and they're weird like they're weird books. And I found this author. Her name's Faith Hunter. And the book I listened to was Junkyard Cats, <laughs> and as I have my little Garfield sitting behind me, so basically in that one, the synopsis is it's post-apocalyptic world. She is she can communicate telepathically with all the cats in her junkyard, right? So I was like, I gotta find what other books this lady writes because that's if that's any indication, like that's pretty fucking cool. So I finally found one of her series available at my local library and it's called Soulwood. So the book I read was Blood of the Earth. That was weird. So, and I... (laughs) Weird how? It takes place, I'm guessing, in Tennessee because there's a lot of Appalachian references and how they talk and stuff. So...
0: What are you trying to say?
1: It's a lot of UNs. So you UN's have to is, no
0: U.S. No. is not Appalachian at all.
1: I I know <laughs> the character is from a cult, God's Children, that is based in the part of Tennessee where Tennessee hits North Carolina, right there, or one of the Carolinas. So. It's, there's a lot of hillbilly references. There's not really like any Appalachian references. But it's a lot of like weird hillbilly. It's not, I don't even I don't even know what you would call that. But she basically escapes a cult. And she's this weird fairy. She's not fully human, but she's not fully fairy like she feeds her forest people
0: i mean that just sounds like normal fairies to me
1: so well she makes a mistake of feeding it so the premise of the book is these people go missing these girls go missing and the cult backs to her property and because she's a widow and legally her and her husband were actually married because her and her husband were escapees from this cult um, the cult wants her property and she's like, no, you're not taking it. This is my property type thing. And she's very connected to her property. Obviously, it's soul wood she can. It's almost like she she feels everything. Every bird that moves, every kill that happens. Like she she feels everything. And so she becomes on the radar for this, like, paranormal part of the FBI. And they think this group has moved in around her property and is connected to the church that she escaped from. And these girls go missing, and then the daughter of a local vampire, like, goes missing. But her daughter isn't human. Her daughter is like her and is a fairy as well. So it's just, it's a lot of weird and then there's like references to like a a Kel- like a Celtic war werewolf type thing. It began with a G. I already returned the book, so I don't have it with me still. It was weird. Like they're more vicious, I guess. I've never come across them.
0: So, Ewan is specifically a term. <laughs> you know let of this go uh that was <laughs> in uh western Pennsylvania like southwestern Pennsylvania
1: okay I got a feeling it was like a heavily Amish like
0: yeah that would make sense
1: like the cult itself in the book was based off of like an Amish community that was would be
0: what I got, Pennsylvania, b-
1: but it's in the it's in Tennessee see I so, like, it, yeah.
0: One well, thing I figure out is she does not know her regional dialect very well.
1: That's what I was thinking. But. Because it was like, because, like, they dress very Amish. The bun on the head, the skirts. Like, I got it was very Amish because she, part of the book is her coming to terms with one, the fact that she grew up in a cult and coming to terms with all of that. But, the, like, the dress and stuff. I got that it was very Amish. There's no uh-huh. electricity in the cult. Um, it's, like a po- it's like an apocalyptic type place. A lot of guns, but they also live off the land type thing. But they make references about crossing the line and going into North Carolina a couple of times. And Pennsylvania is not near Carolina. Uh,
0: well, actually...
1: Is it? Because I know West Virginia... There's West Virginia and then there's Kentucky. Am I wrong? Yeah, they, they have to go through
0: West Virginia, Virginia.
1: See? Okay, I'm not. I was like, am I wrong? No, you're right. I'm looking at the U.S. map right now. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't think this lady, this, I'm assuming lady, uh, yeah. knows her regional dialects very well.
1: I didn't think so either. But it was interesting to read the one about a fairy and about the bloodlust that the, this fairy has, that was interesting. I've never read about that type of werewolf that's in the book, where it, they find it because the peop- some of the people in the cult started drinking vampire blood, and the vampire blood makes this werewolf gene more prominent in this book world. Because it's like, it sounds like Banshee, like the word phonetically, but it's like Jishi or something. I don't know. I already returned the book, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I already returned it. Because so that's what I do. Because I don't, I've been on the end of the wait list before for book. So I know. Because I already borrowed the second one. So she's a Yin, Yinishi? Yinai? white. I N-E-H I. Um, I yeah, I don't know. And then yeah, because they make references to like the Tennessee senators and stuff. So that's that's why I, I thought it was in Tennessee.
0: I mean, um, it might be in Tennessee, but it just
1: Yeah, it's not the right
0: regional violence.
1: See if I show you this, it's gonna be backwards. So the werewolves were called G W Y. L L G I, and when you're first introduced to the character, they do phonet they do phonetics. They do the phonetic part of the word.
0: Yeah, I, I don't even know how to pronounce that. But...
1: It's a mythical dog from Wales that appears as a frightful apparition of a mastiff or a black wolf. Um, with, oh, okay. with red uh, eyes.
0: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, oh, let me.
1: Because, like, when you normally read about werewolves, it's like your normal werewolf type thing. You know, it's it's not, um, like, it's like your your stereotypical, um, like, um, like Twilight. Well, that's not a werewolf. No, but it's, it's very stereotypical of that, of it's either they're, they change when they want, and they're either bitten... Or born as of a pack. Um, in this book it's it's a recessive gene. Okay. I don't know. It was interesting. Well, I read it, so if day.
0: it. If it takes place in Tennessee, that would make sense considering the Celtic original of uh, people in Tennessee and the other Appalachian areas, but and you know, maybe that regional dialect does exist in Tennessee. I have never heard it anywhere in any of the Appalachians.
1: Or anywhere from it
0: from Appalachia. So.
1: Yeah. That's the only part I found hard reading it was that the dialect from the people from the cult was kind of hard to read. I almost had to read it out loud to myself. That was the only complaint I will have is the dialect part of the cult people was kind of hard to understand because of all that. So I don't know if it's just she was trying um, maybe i don't know i don't know and anything out huh.
0: that you read
1: so i have i have a negative review for today so i started to read the second book in the department q series that is like de- wherever it is in europe's like cold case and i had to i had to stop reading that because it was too misogynistic for me to keep going, that happened. Like I
0: unfortunately
1: I downloaded the audiobook from the library, got like three hours into it, and went, I, you know, I can't do this. Yeah, this is a little much for me, and because it was it was constant, like berating women, beating women, raping women, um, for for the first three hours, and I'm like, is this how this is going to be the whole book? Because if this is, then I'm out, homie.
0: Yeah, that's uh, a bit much.
1: So, no, that's that's all I have. We haven't really watched anything. We've, we've been watching the new Kindred Spirits, which is on every Friday. We've been playing Diablo 3. That's like what him and I play. So we've made it to the second act in Diablo 3. Gotcha. So.
0: I have not been playing any games or watching any TV really. I was actually sitting there thinking, and I'm like, wow, I really have not watched very much TV in the past two weeks. Good for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, good for you. Good for you. I was like, I'm I'm trying to do a lot of anti-stress just because of everything I've got going on, and my first job's not getting any better, so I'm trying to make sure that, because I get a stress rash, so I am trying to make sure that I don't get that rash so yeah no do do you have anything more
0: that's all i have i think we can wrap this up but stay tuned next week and we'll be talking about the big feet
1: yeah we're gonna be talking about bigfoot my fiance is actually gonna join us for that episode um so yeah we're gonna be talking about bigfoot and all creatures like bigfoot there is more than one, um, Bigfoot. Re- Bigfoot is regional, and depending on where he's from, he's called something else. Um,
0: and I'm gonna try and get,
1: <laughs>
0: I'm gonna try to get Bigfoot to come in on for an interview uh, if I can find him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I might, mm, like, yeah, he's the, the stories he has is absolutely terrifying. Um, so yeah so yeah join us for Bigfoot and then after Bigfoot um in honor of my wedding we're gonna be talking about different types of um wedding ceremonies because I'm doing a hand fasting um but there are different types of hand fasting ceremonies is actually what I'm finding um so yeah, so join us next week for Bigfoot and all things that are big and scary um. Because that episode's going to be a little terrifying. Funny, but terrifying. Um.
0: <laughs> so, until then, I'm uh, Johnny.
1: And I'm Kelsey. Bye. Bye.